Seattle hockey fans, it is a Seattle hockey game day. No, not the Seattle Kraken, but the Thunderbirds take on the Edmonton Oil Kings. They are the only remaining Edmonton team in the hockey playoffs. We'll talk a little bit about that. And then we've got some breaking news just coming in. An update on one of our own, Chris Drieger, and of course, lots more on this Tuesday episode of Locked on Kraken. You are Locked on Kraken. Your daily podcast on the Seattle Kraken. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. We are the Seattle Kraken. Hey, Seattle hockey fans, Erica Lindsay Ayala, your host of Locked on Kraken, your daily dose of all things Seattle Kraken. And uh, I'm just going to get right into this one. So Chris Drieger, we talked about it, played for Canada in the World Championships. He suffered an injury in the final period, the third period of that gold medal match against Finland. Well, we just got an update that Chris Drieger he suffered a torn ACL, torn right ACL from that injury and has had successful knee surgery as of today, um, June or yesterday, I should say, June 6th. Today is June 7th, six to nine month recovery. So that's July, August, September, October, November, December, January, February, March is what we're looking like for Drieger. I'm thinking that means now the Seattle Kraken have to figure out what they want to do as far as goaltending. We went over grades for goaltending, and they were not favorable. Drieger did have a better grade. Of course, we were focusing on Kraken season. That's an Instagram page, by the way. And thank you so much to those of you who um, participated. I gave the question of the day yesterday was what would your grades be? And some of you came through. Um, ooh, Geeky had some uh, <laughs> some tough grades. I'm not necessarily against it. Geeky, not one of my favorite Kraken players um, as far as performance, of course, but not many were. Anyway, so that's the big news coming out of Seattle Kraken camp. Um, we are going to talk about the Thunderbirds a little bit towards the end of the show. They're playing tonight in Seattle, at, in the Pacific Northwest. So we'll talk about that. Um, I mentioned Edmonton as far as the Oil Kings. Uh, we're going to talk about the Edmonton Oilers. And, oh, baby, what a game. Got an overtime game last night, Edmonton versus Colorado. And we're going to talk about that. As a matter of fact, let's go over to our experts right now. You'll get, uh, as we usually do, we're going to go to the losing team first. And in this instance, that means we're headed over to Locked on Oilers. Well, it is all over for the Edmonton Oilers as they lose 6-5 to five in Game 4 and get swept by the Colorado Avalanche in the Western Conference Finals as the Colorado Avalanche are heading to the Stanley Cup 
finals. Arturi Lekkinen scores the game winner for the Colorado Avalanche for the second year in a row. He is sending his team to the Stanley Cup finals. As for the Oilers, Connor McDavid and Leon Draisaitl both finish with over 30 points. They're the second and third NHLers to finish with more than 30 points in the playoffs since the start of the salary cap era. Pretty impressive. Dylan Holloway also playing in his first NHL game, getting less than five minutes of ice time in that game and not even getting a shift in the third period. The Oilers blow two two-goal leads in game four as they will head off into the offseason and into the sunset. We will see the Edmonton Oilers next season. The Edmonton Oilers all done for the season. We know how that goes and um, really enjoyed what Lockdown Oilers were bringing to the table. But um, I mean, it's kind of it's kind of tough when you don't bring your A game. And as you meant, as we heard mentioned, you blow two leads in the playoffs in the Western Conference finals. Uh, you're not going to get it done that way. You're not going to get it done that way. So that's how it went down. But um, some of y'all might be old enough to remember someone by the name of Macho Man Randy Savage. Why the heck am I mentioning that? Oh, I don't know. Why don't we head over to Locked on Avalanche and uh, get a little update on Macho Man Randy Savage. The Colorado Avalanche are headed to the Stanley Cup Finals for the first time since the 2000 and 2001 season in an absolute classic of a game, an absolute classic third period. And it was Arturi Lekkonen who puts another team into the Stanley Cup Finals. It seems like all the guy does is win a game to put a team into the Stanley Cup Finals. Absolutely incredible action from, from both teams, but it was the Avalanche who sweeped this thing. Lekkonen put the last Western Conference champion in with the Montreal Canadiens, and he's doing the same with the Colorado Avalanche. <laughs> it's, I guess you could say, we're the cream of the crop. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. I mean, this, this was with, with Edmonton up three to one after the second. I genuinely, I don't think there was any genuine panic from the Avs or even the Avs faithful watching the game. And I think it was for a couple of reasons. I think. You know, being up three to nothing, you're comfortable in the series lead. But Colorado can come back from that. They can overcome a two-goal deficit. That's nothing to them. And and they got a goal within 30 seconds to start the third. And then they just, I mean, a- after that, I don't think anybody expected what happened to happen. It was just your, your superstars rose to the occasion on both teams. And I got to give Leon Dreisaitl a lot of credit. Dude was in a lot of pain. But this is this is what you're playing for. So he 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 did all he could, and and you know in the end, it's just Colorado is a powerhouse of a team. Colorado is a powerhouse of a team, indeed. They are fallible. We've seen even in this series, but they managed the sweep, and I think that's what you heard Chris and Kyle talking about. Oh yeah, that's what you heard them talking about as far as um you know the fan base, the fandom, and obviously the players. No Nazem Kadri, no problem. Uh, you know, coming back from two goal deficit, no problem. Um, 
been able to face everything, absolutely everything. And so um, congratulations to Edmonton moving on. I mean, we heard it a few times, but uh, here are your goal scorers for uh, Colorado. You had Kale McCarr, uh, Devin Toes, Taves, excuse me, and Landis Gog, McKinnon, and Miko Rettinen. And we talked about him a little bit yesterday as far as what uh, prospect thinks he might be a um, comp over there. Okay, so we have a game tonight. Um, it's going to be the Eastern Conference championships between the Tampa Bay Lightning. They are the team that Montreal faced in the Stanley Cup final last year. And the New York Rangers, the blue shirts, baby, um, from my hometown. So coming up next on Locked on Kraken, I'm going to get you ready for that series. We've got John Chick, who is your host of Locked on Rangers, who is going to uh, recap um, one of the games over the weekend, and then we'll break down what the game tonight. Puck drop starting on a little bit. We had a later show for today. Um, and then we'll close out the show getting you ready for the Seattle Thunderbirds. Um, and, oh, I forgot. Also, uh, coming up next, we're going to go over player grades. So we're going to go back to the Seattle Kraken, and we're going to talk about player grades. Right now, though, I want to tell you about Built Bar, uh, don't you love a chewy, chocolatey brownie? <laughs> I know I do. And uh, what about a caramel brownie swirled? Well, what about a little caramel swirled on top? I love all of these things. They sound delicious. So what have I told you? You can have a chewy, chocolatey, delicious brownie plus 17 grams of protein. Well, you're in luck because the new caramel brownie bars are available at Bill.com. Oh, my goodness. Can they get, like, the, all of these flavors? What are they doing to me? What are they doing to me? They know people like me have a sweet tooth and are trying to grow out of it, but we still have our sweet tooth. We still like our chocolatey goodness. We like all of our protein bars. 17 grams of proteins covered in 100% chocolate. Four grams of sugar. Four grams of sugar that could replace your regular regular brownie instantaneously. Now I haven't gotten my built bar built bars yet, but I will be giving a full review. Just like everything else, these caramel brownie bars are 100% covered in real chocolate. And there are a million reasons you should try Built Bar. I've probably given you at least a thousand unlocked on Kraken. But for now, let's just say that the caramel brownie will rock your world. And like I said, I will give a full review once I get my bars in. So go to built.com and use promo code LOCKED15 to get 15% off your next order of Built Bars, whether that's the caramel brownie flavor or whatever your favorite flavor is. Go to built.com, use promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off your next order. Happy snacking! All right, folks. Now, I told you yesterday that we have a survey going around, um, and this is an opportunity for you as listeners to give us feedback on the Locked On Podcast Networks as a whole, but then also individual shows. So go to LockedOnPodcast.com backslash survey right now to get started. It won't take very long, and everyone that completes the survey has the opportunity to qualify to win one of 10, count them, 10 $100 gift certificates to Ticketmaster.com. So 
Thanks for your help in advance. And we appreciate all of you who are listening or if you're watching on YouTube. Okay, so we're going to go back to Kraken season. I mentioned these folks yesterday on yesterday's show. We're going back to Kraken season because we're going back to Kraken letter grades. Like, what? Um, so let's go with the letter grades. Now, this was actually the first post that Kraken season had. So I'm going kind of in reverse order from how they had it. But let's see what we got here and get my name out of the way. Sorry for those watching on the YouTubes. All right, we've got Jaden Schwartz, Alex Wenberg, Morgan Geeky, and Jonas Donskoy. All right, let's start with the lowest grade. For those who are watching, you can see. Uh, but for those who aren't, lowest grade, Jonas Donskoy, a D. 75 games, two goals, 20 assists for Jonas Donskoy. Just behind him, Morgan Geeky, can out Pizza the Hut. He got some failing grades for sure online. 73 games played, seven goals, 15 assists for Morgan Geeky. D-plus from Kraken season, followed by Alex Wenberg. 80 games, 11 goals, 26 assists. He gets a C grade. Jaden Schwartz, one of the alternate captains, C plus, 37 games, 8 goals, 15 assists for 23 points overall. All right. So next set of grades we have up. Also, another four-pack here. So if you're watching, you can see them on the screen. Uh, what a picture of Jordan Eberle. My goodness. <laughs> he looks a little sleepy there. But he's coming in with a B-. minus. 79 games played. We know that he he dealt with some injuries, showed at Schwartzy. Uh, but 21 goals, 23 assists, 44 points. Then we've got Daniel Sprong, played 16 games with us for six goals and six points overall. A B player, Victor Rosk, uh, 18 games with the Kraken, four goals, four assists. And Riley Shan, 69 games, <laughs> four goals, 13 assists, 17 points overall. Now, Riley gets a B. Um but maybe you're not just looking at points with Riley Shan. I think that's a little bit high. So you've got a B minus for Eberly and B's across the board for Sprung, Rosk, and Shan. I think Shan might be a little bit high. That's just my take on it. Right. Up next, let's see. We've got Car Carson Coleman, played for the USA in the World Championships, coming in at a B minus, 25 games played, two goals, six assists. Then you've got Cole Lind. 23 games played, two goals, six assists, B-plus by Kraken season. Ryan Donato, my guy. You know he's my guy. 74 games played, 16 goals, 15 assists, A-minus. I like it. A-minus for Ryan Donato. Eric McCann, another one of my guys. As you know, I, I like that Triple J line. They got a little split up, but Jared McCann, we know he's with us for a little bit here. 74 games played, 27 goals, 23 assists, 50 points even, A-minus from Kraken season. And then Brandon Tanev, 30 games played, obviously had an injury, speaking of ACL tears. Nine goals, six assists, 15 points. Uh, it's hard to say because he missed a lot of time. My gut, though, is that an A is a little bit high, even though Tanev, I think, potentially without that injury, probably would have been in this range. But I don't know. Uh, I, I think there were ebbs and flows with Tanev, so I think an A is a little bit high. 
Gord, 74 games played, 21 goals, 27 assists. I mean, not a big, tall guy, but definitely was mixing it up for the Seattle Kraken. He gets an A. He uh, There's an article over on seattlekraken.com where he just won over the fan base. Such a great leader. So giving Yanni an A seems about right. Seems about right. I mean, I wouldn't be mad at a B-plus either just because I think there were a lot of mistakes and it wasn't just the same people making the mistakes. All of our players made mistakes, if we're being honest. But I like this. I'll go with it. Uh, Maddie Beneers, A+. I saw some, I thought, what were low grades for Maddie Beneers. He had nine points in 10 games. I think that's pretty solid. He came into a tough situation, made an immediate impact, was on a point streak there. I liked what he was doing. Did he make mistakes? Absolutely. Looked a little bit young around the gills, uh, you know, but he is. So I would be okay with an A or even a B plus, but I like the A plus here, Kraken season. All right, we're going to keep with Kraken season um, for the next uh, few shows because I do, as I mentioned yesterday, they also have some uh, prospect um, updates who the Seattle Kraken might take. They've given us profiles, and I think it's amazing. Uh, all that information just in one place. I have my top three. I have my top two or three. I've pretty much given you my top two already. So there's another profile that Kraken season has up, has up that we will talk about. Okay, coming up next, we're going to keep this one pretty, pretty uh, tight, but um, coming up next on Locked on Kraken, um, let's get us over to um, the Eastern Conference Championship. Like I said, we're going to hear from John Chick from Locked on New York Rangers. So that's what's coming up on Locked on Kraken. So we told you about the listener survey. You're going to go ahead and do that. Uh, obviously, thank you, as always, for listening to Locked on Kraken and making us your first listen of the day. You know, in this case, maybe listening a little bit later in the day. But I want to take you over now to John Chick. He's going to be talking after uh, one of the Rangers games here. This is from June 5th, so over the weekend. And um, we'll get to hear from John about that loss, that tough loss. The Rangers were looking like they were primed to get a 3-0 jump on Tampa Bay, but then the Lightning showed why they are back-to-back -back champs. Here's John talking about the loss. Hey, what is going on, hockey fans? John Chick with Lockdown New York Rangers. The Rangers just coming up short in Game 3 against Tampa Bay. Tampa Bay gets the game-winning goal with 41 seconds to go in regulation. They win 3-2, and the Rangers... Uh, series lead now cut to two to one. I'm not overly concerned about this loss. I mean, there's certain things that I think the Rangers certainly could have done better. They just in general could have had a better third period. I think that's probably the weakest of the nine periods that they've played against Tampa Bay so far. Just couldn't really get anything going. Completely wasted the four minute power play that they got, you know, when the game was still tied at two goals apiece. Uh, in the third period, about midway through the third period there, they take a penalty while they have uh, the uh, four minute power play. So that was obviously unfortunate. And look, they were up 2-0. You had a chance to you know, close out this game, take a big-time stranglehold on this series. But by that same token, I think this is more a case of Tampa Bay uh, showing what they're made out of because nobody ever thought this was going to be easy. If you're a Ranger fan going up against Tampa Bay in the Eastern Conference Finals here, of course, you know, a sweep would have been amazing. Would have been great to go up 3-0 here today. 
But hey, man, we're Ranger fans. We're not used to having anything easy. We're used to having to sweat it out as we've had it done through this entire playoff run here. So again, I'm not overly concerned. And part of the reason for that is that the Rangers are always at their best or mostly always at their best anytime they're dealt a difficult loss. And that's not to say that winning game four is that easy. Far from it. But again, this team, anytime they've had a tough loss this season, anytime they've faced some adversity in the playoffs, they have answered the bell far more often than not. And fingers crossed that that's exactly what they do in game four on Tuesday in Tampa Bay. But we will talk about all this on the next episode of Lockdown New York Rangers. Do not miss it. All right, there you go, folks. So tonight's the night, as Janet Jackson once sung. <laughs> but um, here's what we got. We have a game four. Tampa Bay tries to even the series. Strom Goodrow expected to play for New York. So now you have a situation where you're starting to get some people back from injury. This is an 8 p.m. Eastern time game. It's going to be on ESPN. New York leads the series two to one, as you can see right here. Um, so, you know, I think it's going to be really interesting to see. And you can check out, you know, what uh, Ryan McDonough is saying. You know, anytime you're in a series, you have to turn the page at some point. And that's essentially what John was just saying, right? This is more about what Tampa did, not necessarily what the Rangers did wrong, but you have to flip the page as we're hearing. Uh, it's going to be at, uh, I believe most people say Amelie Arena, but I would say Amelie. I like more soft A's. Anyway, uh, the Rangers are two and six on the road in the playoffs. So you've got Tampa Bay, two-time back-to-back champions coming home. The Rangers not good on the road and coming off of a loss. What about that big mo momentum? Definitely swinging Tampa's way. But um, Lott wants to see a complete game from his team. Play our game hard, compete, battle, do all the little things right, and make sure we're ready to go when the puck is dropped. So obviously this is very from the Rangers' perspective, but we just heard from John, so I'm okay with that. Um, you know, and uh, I think that there is um, – you know, the Rangers have been trying to do a little bit of what feels kind of like a hybrid rebuild for a little bit. Like, were they a good enough team? Obviously, they put so much stock in the past handful of years into goaltending in particular, and then that hasn't always worked out for them. So are they a team that finally has enough veteran talent to get over a hump like Oh, I don't know, playing a back-to-back -back Stanley Cup champion in the Eastern Conference finals when you have a 2-1 lead. Are they going to be able to figure it out? John believes that they can. I'm watching his show. I'm listening to his show. We're listening to his Locked On Nows that you can watch as part of Locked On Now every night. So, I mean, I'm starting to believe. I know I'm from New York, so you might say, oh, you know, home home bias, but I didn't grow up a Rangers fan. I'm still, I wouldn't consider myself a Rangers fan by any stretch of the imagination. So I just think that it's fun to see a team starting to figure it out. And as someone who's watching the Seattle Kraken, it's I'm taking notes. I'm taking notes on what all of these teams are doing. What does it take to win in the NHL? The Seattle Kraken certainly don't know, but we're going to have to learn. And we're going to have to learn soon. And I think goaltending stands out. We talked about that yesterday. Now we have our hurt Chris Drieger, who even though I do agree our goaltending was 
not great this year. I just felt intuitively that Drieger was a little bit more malleable at times than Philip Grubauer. But now are we putting Grubauer in a situation again where he's going to have to do the heavy lifting? That's exactly what happened in the inaugural season. But goaltending is going to win you games, going to steal you games. That's exactly what you see at the international level, and that's what you're seeing in the Stanley Cup playoffs. Obviously, injuries are going to happen, so it's a next guy up mentality, depth, depth, the depths. Oh, we haven't done that in a while. The depths. <laughs> depth, uh, a, a, a concrete style. I don't think the Seattle Kraken ever – landed on a concrete style. I see the rumor mills. I know a lot of you have been for a while now wanting Dave, his head on a platter. Um, I'm not saying you're wrong, but I just, I don't think that's what's going to happen right now. Now, if we come out the gate, still lack identity. And I know it's like build character, like blue collar style. We're a new team. We just want to compete. That makes a lot of sense when you're a brand new team, you've gone through an expansion draft, everything's new, everything's new, everything's new. I want no excuses. And the biggest blemish for me is when the Seattle Kraken had that time off, they had that time off because of COVID stoppages. They spent all that time in practice. We we were talking, were we talking practice? Happy birthday, Allen Iverson, by the way. So that was a nice callback. And apropos, because it's Allen Iverson's birthday today. Anyway, I've got at least two shows talking about, oh, we talking about practice? Because that's all Seattle was doing. That's all they were doing was practicing. And then they come out of those practices and played worse. Then before the games got postponed, that can't happen. That's a coaching problem. That's either not doing the right things in practice or not managing as far as um, if someone's not meeting the expectation, not pushing uh, and not holding people to account. That's my observation. I, I know some of you who are OG listeners and watchers, you know I am a sucker. I love leadership development and leadership theory and all of this stuff. At some point, yes, Dave's head is going to be the one that has to roll. Um, obviously, they already did that on the goaltending side of things. So I don't think Dave Haxtell can feel safe in his seat, but we'll talk about that as we get marching towards the second ever season for the Seattle Kraken. I don't have a wellness tip for you today. I guess the tip is sometimes you got to take a break, right? Um, anyway, no wellness tip for today, but we'll come back tomorrow, hump day, and, um, you know, we'll have some updates on this whole Eastern Conference Championship thing, and we'll continue talking about prospects. We'll continue talking about Seattle Kraken players and all that jazz. As we always say, oh, I'm, I'm sorry, I almost forgot. I almost forgot. What am I doing? We also have the Seattle Thunderbirds playing tonight. I said we we're going to get to it, and then I almost forgot about it completely. But the Seattle Thunderbirds are playing tonight. It's going to be game three. It's going to be three and four at Excesso Showwear. Uh, so let's go. Fans, if you're in the area, support your Seattle hockey team. Um, a quick start. Uh, an early start. That's what we heard from the players after game two. They ended up losing that game after winning game one. 
Seattle Thunderbirds want to get an early start. Will they do that tonight? Well, we'll talk about it tomorrow. But as I always say, hold fast, stay true, and let's go Seattle!